And the time to start, if you're not living your dream, is right now. Start setting goals and setting out where you set in the course of your life and setting it all up so that you get somewhere in the future. When all that comes together, something happens called fulfillment. If you are not experiencing awesomeness in every aspect of your life, it's just from an internal block or barrier disconnect that you've chosen to take on. Life is as easy or as hard as we want to make it. And I got my hands and my eyeballs and my heart around any information I could around holistic healing. And that led me down a never-ending rabbit hole of which I'm still spelunking into the depths of. I needed something like ayahuasca to really wake me up because I was very rigid and very stuck in my ways and very structured and controlling. And my first ayahuasca ceremony cracked my ego in a billion pieces. And uh, that's when I believe when you when we really follow our deepest truth, when we really follow our soul, when we really follow our true calling, the universe rises to support us moment to moment to moment. Welcome to the Holistic Health and Human Potential Podcast. I am your host, Ronnie Landis. I'm an international speaker, author of multiple books, an integrative nutritionist, a transformation and embodiment coach, and simply a man who has devoted most of my life to the study, application, and integration of human potential. And it is my biggest inspiration to bring you weekly episodes that will expand your mind challenge your paradigm, deepen your heart, and help you to embody the greatest version of yourself as I believe you are meant to do something incredible with your life and this podcast exists simply to support you on that journey. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Holistic Human Optimization Show. I am your host, as always, Ronnie Landis. We have a great, great show lined up for you today. I'm welcoming on a very good friend of mine and a colleague, Mr. Craig Goldberg. And uh, we've been talking about getting this synced up for some time now, so I'm excited that we're finally getting it going. We have a lot of really interesting territory to cover. And Craig is an intuitive empath and path changer, as he puts it. Craig is a certified vibroacoustic therapy practitioner, loves hosting events. He travels around the country, around the world, regularly speaking on the science of mindfulness, the efficacy of essential oils, nutrition, and how to live a healthy life. And that is all-encompassing. We've had a lot of awesome conversations between the two of us, and I just really felt like we needed to bring Craig on the show. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Ronnie. It's great to be here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. So uh, let's let's dive in. What's going on in your world right now? I know that you've been doing a lot of traveling, and then finally you're getting rooted right now in Vegas. And um, you know, I know you have a pretty interesting story, just the way that you've been living your life, and with you and your beautiful wife, and. Um, you know, just, just living, living that unconventional novelty based life. So, you know, what's going on in your world right now? Well, let's, I, I, thank you, Ronnie. First of all, it's a pleasure to be here and it's great to interact with all of your listeners and with everybody out on Facebook. And I look forward to comments and, and connecting with as many folks as I can. And thank you for this opportunity. The last couple of years for me have been a direct download on living in flow. Right, listening to the universe and trusting and having faith in the fact that I'm exactly where I need to be when I need to be there. 
And July 1st will be 24 months living full-time on the road in a motorhome with no mailing address, well, a mailing address, but no actual physical residence. And uh, July 1st, I'm excited to tell you that we'll actually be settling in Las Vegas. <laughs> so after 24 full months on the road, we left San Diego. And literally as the wind blows, so too did our RV drive. And uh, we literally moved around the U.S., dropping in and connecting with people all over the country. I don't have the total tally in 24 months, but in 2018, we did 208 cities, 417 different stops, according to Google Maps. So thank you, Google, for tracking all of that fantastic information. And um, what's new in my world is kind of listening to that. And this experiment was, I think, a huge success. Epec, my amazing wife, we lived in less than 340 square feet of mobile living space for the last 24 months. And uh, I think it was a huge, huge success. It was a ton of fun. That That's amazing. And you mentioned really this being an experiment in living in total flow. I'm curious, what inspired you both to start out on this this path, um, you know what what really catalyzed that for you, and talk to us a little bit about your experience in flow. Totally, it was it actually began with a very short or elongated road trip, I should say. Um, this RV, this motorhome that we now call Unity, uh, literally fell in our lap. And it was, we had some summer travel a couple of years ago that was planned. Our lease was up on a, on a great community house that we were running and we weren't sure where we were going to go. And this universe fell, this, this RV fell in our lap, literally fell in our lap. It was something we couldn't say no to. And we already had a, a, a one month road trip planned. And then it was like, okay, well, we don't have a house to come back to. So how long can we make the one month? last? Could we do two months? Could we do three months? Could we do four months? And we look back at the calendar six months after we left on that road trip and we went, this is working. So, you know, being in flow, it was very much releasing to the idea of what's conventional. And, and let me tell you, there are a lot of hurdles to come over when you don't have a mailing address or a permanent residence. I mean, insurance, um, uh, registrations for our companies, right? I mean, there are a number of different things that we needed to work through um, that, of course, we did. Um, I'll give a shout out for a company I have absolutely no affiliation to, which is mytravelingmailbox.com, which is like one of the most amazing things in the world, a mail forwarding address where you look at all your mail on an inbox. I think I'm going to keep it even with a permanent address because they filter your mail for you. So anyway, a little hack there. Um, and, uh, you know, here we are six months later at the point, now we're 24, but six months into it, we were like, we're in San Diego. Like, what if we just start driving east? And um, we never wanted to drive more than two hours a day. We never, which meant we never really drove more than 100, 120 miles. So it was what's along the way every two hours that we could drop into. And we made sure that we weren't staying in the RV, but we were finding some type of attraction, some type of um, place that we could get out of the RV and interact with people and meet locals. Right. We tried to avoid truck stops. Walmart parking lots were great. But like what was around the Walmart that we can then drop into and, and who can we connect with? And that part of being in flow. Right. What I think we don't realize and what this was a big lesson for me 
even now as I sit outside of a Courtyard Marriott where I actually prefer to do my work. I could work from my house or a home office. I prefer to actually work from a public space because of the last 24 months, because of who the universe brought to me while I was traveling and to EPEC as well. We would meet the most random people in the most random places in the most random ways, seemingly. And yet many of these people, 18 months later, we still stay in touch with through Facebook and social media and business ventures as well. So for us, it was a lesson of being open to meeting more people. And I talk to a lot of people now who say, well, I just don't know that many people or I don't interact with that many people on a regular basis. And it's a nice lesson to get out of that comfort zone and to simply take a phone call from a Starbucks or take a phone call from a public space and you'd be surprised who overhears your conversation and then introduces themselves, which is what happened to us over and over again. They would see the California plates. We'd be in some small town in Texas and they would say, oh, you're in from California. We'd say, well, actually, we're full timers to see somebody in their 30s and 40s, uh, you know, off on the road full time. They would immediately inquire about what we do. And we would talk about health and wellness. And we talk about the amazing things that we do. And before you know it, they're inside our RV. And we're giving them a wellness consultation and kind of going through all the amazing stuff that we do. And this happened over and over and over again, where we would set up in a particular place. And before you know it, the most amazing human beings are coming into our path and coming into our journey. It was really exciting from that front. Being in flow on that, on that front was probably the most exciting. That, <clears throat> that's really amazing. I was just thinking of an experience that I had when I was, um, I was living in Encinitas at the time and I just decided to drive up to Venice and um, you know, just do some work and take a client call. And I was on the phone with a client out of like Bulletproof Coffee, like their, their little cafe. And I was, the call was overheard by a police officer that was sitting out there drinking his coffee. And um, he, just, he just talked to me. He's like, wow, like, you know, were you talking to a client or something? It was really like the things you were saying were really inspirational. And I sat down with him and talked to him. And then he became a personal client of mine. You know, just from that, just from overhearing that conversation I had, I've had many, many interesting experiences like that. So I really appreciate that. That's something that I enjoy doing, not so much like being uprooted, but just like taking, you know, when I do have a route to like drive out even like two hours from San Diego to go to Venice every once in a while at that time to get out of the routine and out of the familiar environment and go to another environment that has a little more stimulation and uh, just kind of roll the dice. Let's see what happens. Let's see who I meet. Let's see what unique experiences and opportunities are waiting for me because I have an inclination to go do that thing, right? And I think this is a really important theme that is being touched on right now is following our inclinations, following those unique nudges or callings that we get to do the, the abnormal thing, the random thing. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I... um you know, we live in a world today where you can absolutely be as productive on the go, on the move. Cell networks are strong. Cell signals are strong. I sit here on an iPhone in my car, right? We were, we were trying to get this going beforehand. In the lobby, I was on my laptop. I've got my iPad. We've got the technology to now be mobile and to really be almost limitless as to where we can do what we need to do. Right. And, um, it's wonderful to be able to take advantage of that regardless. And even if you're in an office five days a week, take a day or an afternoon where you might work from a cafe or work from outside or, or 
you know, change that environment. I like the way that you put that, right? To get out of the routine allows us to step away from that routine and to almost be a little bit more conscious and aware of being in the routine. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and kind of breaking that pattern for the body to see what happens um, when we do those things, right? Break the pattern mm-hmm. and, and kind of try and replace it with a different pattern. Right, right. And this is this is implicable to our health and wellness as well, because we can build up patterns and in, in habits that may may serve us or have served us really well, but then there's a plateau, right? Then we need to we need to adjust, we need to change something up in order to get to the next level. Because you know, the, the universe does like novelty, it does like change and adaptability, and the more adaptable we are to changes and the more we voluntarily put ourselves in changing circumstances, the more we grow and the more we can experience new opportunities, whatever those opportunities may be. So this is a really interesting kind of segue into the conversation around health and wellness and longevity healing and the different things that we want to talk about, even plant medicines and altered states of consciousness um, which can be accessed in a, in a multitude of different ways. So Absolutely. I'd love to, I'd love to kind of um, use this as a segue, this whole conversation about flow, doing the uncommon thing, um, you know, changing things up and lead that into the, the discussion on health and wellness. And, um, you know, what, what, what started your passion, first of all, for getting into this field and what was it in particular? Like, was it, was it the, the vibroacoustic work? Was it the sound therapy? Was it nutrition? Like what was the thing that really got you into it? Yeah, that's great. For me, it was about five, six years ago. And, um, and it was an experience my wife actually had. EPEC was, um, she was, she was showing signs of, of illness and we weren't sure exactly what those symptoms were coming from. And, um, it was uh, a few, a few different symptoms that I think are worth mentioning because over and over again, we hear other people experiencing similar symptoms. Uh, many of our lymph nodes, most of our lymph nodes from her, from her waist up were swollen, uh, right. Which indicates the body is fighting something off, um, uh, for a prolonged period of time. This is going over three months. Um, she was getting these cysts that would appear. My wife is uh, Mediterranean. Many of you are on Facebook. Uh, you might be friends with Epec already. She has this gorgeous olive skin. And um, she was getting these cysts on her face, and we couldn't figure out on her body. We couldn't figure out what they were. Um, we, um, uh, she was also losing her voice, which was probably the, the telltale sign. Um, again, we didn't know exactly what was going on, but that wound up being the trigger to find out what it was all about. And um, she wouldn't lose her voice um, randomly. In fact, she would lose her voice uh, very specifically uh, on day two of, of a weekend of kind of having a good time when we'd be on vacation, right? And we eventually tied it to gluten. Now, my wife, EPEC went from test to test for about six months. We wound up doing a biopsy of one of the swollen lymph nodes that obviously came negative we couldn't figure out what was wrong and over and over again i kept asking the doctors like could this be diet could it be nutritionally related and they would all kind of say no 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 and that began a catalyst for us to learn more about diet and nutrition and and to study and start reading up on it this is five six years ago we had google we had the web and um uh i said to one of the doctors like you know could it be gluten and it was a friend of ours who was also losing her voice on day two of, of kind of having a good time. And it was from drinking beer. 
right? So she said, hey, I cut out gluten. I stopped losing my voice. I stopped drinking beer and, 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 uh, and I stopped losing my voice. So, of course, I said to EPEC, like, maybe it's gluten, you know? And she went, no, 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 it's, it's not gluten. And I said, well, let's just cut it out 100% and let's see what happens. And sure enough, 72 hours later, all the lymph nodes went down. The cyst literally went away overnight. And, uh, and she didn't lose her voice the next time we went out. My wife is Turkish, as I mentioned. She followed a Mediterranean diet. So there was bulgur wheat, pasta, bread with every meal. And this was a big lifestyle change for us. So I can appreciate and respect when I'm asking people to make this change now in my practice, how powerful it is. And I think it's important. I never ask anybody to do something I haven't done. Right? I used to be a pack-a-day cigarette smoker. All right? So I asked somebody to quit smoking cigarettes. I know what it's like to... For 10 years, a pack a day, I quit cold turkey. Okay, I used to drink alcohol seven days a week like it was my job because it was. I was a New York City bartender, bar owner, and uh, I used to have alcohol at my fingertips. I would drink literally seven days a week. I haven't had a drink. Uh, well, I had a glass of champagne to celebrate a wedding on Sunday on Saturday night, but I don't drink regularly, but maybe once every two, three months. And the same thing with gluten and dairy. I ask people to, I tell them they're two very inflammatory foods. You got to give them up. I know what it's like to give it up. And today it's a lot easier. Five, six years ago, it was a little bit more of a challenge. But at that point, my wife gave up gluten and I gave up gluten as well. I began to get these like nasty little head colds. I now know it was a detoxification process. And I now know that it was due to uh, my body changing from what was almost 15 years or 20 years of inputs. But um, I started Googling uh, um, uh inflammation, illness, sick, cold, head cold, and gluten. And over and over and over again, genetically modified food started to come up. And we don't have to drop down that line. I know you've, you've spoken about this at length, but this was my journey. And I didn't know what genetically modified food was at the time. I thought it was uh, redder apples and bigger bananas, right? And I had no idea what that actually was. And of course, I was horrified to learn how they genetically modify our food and have been doing so since 1996. And this began this deep dive into nutrition. This began a deep dive into what we now call these three main environments, what we put in our mouth, what we keep on our skin, and what we keep in the air around us, right? If you think about how this body and this vessel interacts with the environment around us, it's mainly through these three environments, what we inhale through our nose and our mouth, what we put in our mouth to eat and drink, and of course, what we put on our skin. Um, and this began our journey. So it was um, cleansing and detoxifying those three environments as much as we could. I sit here in my car now with an essential oil diffuser. We learned about plant medicines. We learned about different chemicals that were uh, toxic and other chemical compounds that were very positive and very good for us and easily absorbable and, um, uh, and, and could pass through the body a lot easier. Um, and uh, we basically began this deep dive into health, wellness, nutrition, and, uh, and different cleaning products, of course, and became very diligent about it. I think a lot of our friends will attest to it. In fact, when we met, we were very strict vegan and we were very particular about chemicals in our environment. We cut people out of our lives that were excessive smokers. And we just, we, we decided that this is not something that we're going to submit ourselves to any longer. And, um, and we became advocates for living a healthy lifestyle and, and really um, leading by example, 
think that was important for me and Epac that we said, look, we're not going to ask anybody to do anything we haven't done before. And uh, we're really going to lead by example in everything that we do. And that began now a five, six year quest to teach, train and educate on that fiber acoustics to answer, uh, you know, that input or that part of your question. Fiber acoustics came into my life about two and a half years ago. Um, in a, in a more formal career path, but I've been using sound healings and seeking out sound baths uh, at different festivals and, and conferences, gatherings, that sort of thing for about five, six years, about the same amount of time when I started to kind of become more awake uh, to the things and more conscious to the awareness to the things that I was putting on my body. I really began to look for different things that could help me detoxify and could help me cleanse and clear uh, this vessel and keep myself in as much harmony and balance with my environment as possible and sound and vibration along with diet, nutrition and, and using holistic uh, products became a passion of mine. That's, that's really great. You said a lot of, a lot of really interesting things that we could piggyback on. I want to really go right into the, the vibration, music therapy, sound therapy aspect with you. Um, it's, it's something I find very, very interesting um, in my world, in the multiple communities that I traverse through. I'm surrounded by different um, modalities or different practitioners or more so people that are interested in music, maybe different musicians. They might not be like health practitioners, but they have, um, you know, different, different musical or sound vibration modalities that they're playing with, they're sharing with people. Um, or there are a few people like yourself that are using it more in semi-clinical ways to actually work with people on their health and their wellness. Mm. And it's such an interesting topic because when you get down deep into the, the quantum mechanics and you get into like the mechanics of the cells and the DNA and how that is affected by vibration, by the, the literal frequency. I think these words are thrown around a lot in the new age communities of like vibration frequency, but aren't really well understood from more of a, a physics perspective. Like these, they're like, that is the truth. Like your cells respire obviously on oxygen and hydrogen and, and glucose and all that kind of thing, ketones, whatever. But that's, that's more the gross material explanation of our metabolism but behind all that is also the resonance the resonant yeah. frequency that's being transmitted largely through sound vibration so then we look at like okay we look at the sound or the music that we're being influenced by the suggestive messages that are literally carried through a carrier wave of of sound of a frequency that's penetrating our auric field, our consciousness, it's imprinted messages, it's affecting our, our field, essentially the resonance or the dissonance of our field that's actually having an effect on our health and our wellness and our state of being, you know, just through the music industry and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, which is an interesting topic in of itself. But so, so I look at like this whole thing around sound therapy and, you know, I'm sure we could go deeper into this, but I know, I'm sure you know about cymatics and oh, yeah. being able to actually see the signature, the, the fractal signature of, you know, sound. Like that's just like when, we, when Dr. Masaru Moto did all those great studies on water and could actually see the crystalline structure of the water molecules. It's like literally the same thing, right? Um, so this is a very, very fascinating area of study that I'm really excited to dive deep in with you. So let's, um, let's unpack that for people. Um, yeah. And, and go in. 
All right, let's take it from the top, right? Because I agree with you. These, uh, particularly in the uh, conscious community, uh, these terms are thrown out quite quite widely, right? Uh, you vibe with your tribe, and uh, oh, this person gets me, uh, right? We're on the same frequency. You're on my wavelength, right? And all of it is used in context, and it's all absolutely on point, right? Um, but let's talk about the mechanics behind it. I, I, I agree with you. I think it's a great opportunity for us to dive into. Okay, so first of all, for anybody that's looking for more information on the web or um, for more information on the formal study, uh, I'll give you a couple different resources. Um, the first, and I'll, I'll point you towards holistichealthscience.com, which is uh, a company that I own and operate. We make vibroacoustic technology. Underneath the education menu, there is... Um, uh, another menu called Science and Research, and on it are 15 different papers that you can read about vibroacoustic therapy, which is the official and formal term of the science behind this. Vibroacoustic therapy, or VAT, V-A-T for short. Um, it's, the, it's a body of research that goes back about 40 years, and it studies specific frequencies and their impact on the body. Right, and it and it's their impact on our anatomy, anatomy, our physiology, our neurology. Basically, every cell in the body reacts, and every cell type in the body has a different resonant frequency. Right, a resonant frequency is simply defined as an object when left to rest will vibrate at a particular frequency, and um, that becomes the resonant frequency. And every object near and far that you can see with your amazing eyes or feel or touch with your amazing hands has a resonant frequency from the vehicle that I'm sitting in, the seat that I'm attached to, the, 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 the item that I'm drinking out of, every atom has a resonant frequency. And so do humans, right? So vibroacoustic therapy studies how to bring our bodies into harmonic resonance. And this starts, this starts to get into a body of research that I've been looking into, aside from holistic health science, although obviously very much related, which is the science of mindfulness. And when people say, this person harmonizes with me, right, or I really get this person, that's because our entire being has a resonant frequency. And what we don't realize, or we might realize, particularly in the conscious community, is that we have an auric field. That auric field is a energetic representation of your frequency. And there are um, there is uh, different cameras that can see these things, and there are certain certainly people that can tap into these energetic frequencies as well. And devices like the Vibroacoustic Sound Lounge, or without even using a device, simply sitting in your car and listening to a particular song or track. It can be popular music, it can be, it can be a symphony, it can be jazz, it can be hip hop, it can be house music, it doesn't matter the genre. You will resonate with a particular music. That's why some people love country, some people don't, right? Some people love hip hop, some people don't. And we all vibe differently in that front. But at our core, there is a science to what happens when we close our eyes. And I think this sounds like a really good opportunity for us to kind of jump into that and some of this research. It's really a correlation of data that I pulled together that I talk about on a regular basis. And I think it's really important because I, uh, I did a talk about in October of last year and I was standing in front of 500 business owners and I was going to talk about mindfulness. And I put myself in their shoes. 
right? Here's a guy with man bun and he's sitting on top of stage and, and he's trying to tell me about being mindful and how important it is for me to close my eyes and meditate, right? And I thought, what's the science behind this? Like what's actually happening when we close our eyes? And we start to get into the studies uh, and the science of, of, of harmonic resonance. And there's a couple studies that I reference in this talk. One is out of of, uh, Harvard Medical and one is out of Stanford. And they vary slightly, right? One says from Harvard, I think it's like five to 11 hertz. And Stanford, it says it's 10 hertz to 16 hertz, right? Five to 16 hertz is the harmonic resonance of the human body. So let's just call it a 10 hertz average, right? When we look at different brain waves, uh, a beta brainwave state where we are right now, eyes open, processing the world around you. You're about 14 hertz to 40 hertz, right? Below that is an alpha brainwave state, which is, depending on where you look at it, 8 hertz to 12 or 14 hertz, average about 10 hertz. That's kind of the target meditative state. Of course, you can go deeper, but that target meditative state is that alpha brainwave, about 10 hertz. And when you look at the planet Earth, there's actually an electromagnetic field on the planet Earth called the Schumann resonance, which also averages about 10 hertz. It's, we've been known for it to be much lower than that. However, due to different vibrational pollution or electromagnetic, artificial electromagnetic fields, it actually it vibrates a little bit higher than that, about 10 hertz. So when you drop into a meditative state, and that could be closing your eyes and taking a few breaths. It could be listening to music and relaxing. It could be laying down to take a little cat nap during the day and you drift into that daydream state and you slow down the brain waves, right? Anytime you turn off the brain for even a couple moments, um, you're drifting and you're bringing your brain waves into alignment with the harmonic resonance of your body and the harmonic resonance of the planet Earth. You're bringing yourself into balance. And I thought this was really interesting because here we are with now scientific, you can measure all of this. The Schumann resonance is very real. It's an electromagnetic field caused by lightning strikes to the planet Earth right? The harmonic resonance of, we now have instruments that are sensitive enough for us to, to measure the harmonic resonance of the human body. And of course, we can track brainwaves using EKG or ECG, um, right? Echocardiogram uh, technology as well. So this for me was really interesting because now all of a sudden when I meet somebody and I realize that they vibe with me, and that they, I harmonize with that person and that I'm in alignment with them and we're on the same frequency. Now, all of a sudden, we've got some science that we can look at, um, that we can kind of bring it all together. And Ronnie, you know, we talk about meditation and we talk about bringing the mind and the body into alignment. And there's reason, well, we have many things in common, nutrition and obviously our outlooks on life, but there's a reason we vibe so closely together. And it's because we take time and energy to bring ourselves back into harmonic resonance. And we've all felt what it feels like to be out of alignment. We all feel what it feels like, right? To, um, I'll, I'll give you a couple really good examples. If you're sitting in your house right now and you're sitting in your kitchen and you hear your fridge vibrating, it's usually, um, right? Like a low level hum in the background over time that can actually bring you out of harmonic resonance. All right. Um, you're listening to an electrical circuit here in the United States. Electricity is at 60 Hertz. So it's creating an electromagnetic field at 60 Hertz. It's usually contained into the wires, but sometimes it actually leaks out and you could have electromagnetic energy leaking from a particular appliance. Now you sit in your kitchen, you've got a toaster oven, a microwave, a coffee maker, a fridge, 
an oven, all these different appliances that could be running off electricity. You could be sitting in an electromagnetic field that averages about 60 hertz. Now, we just spoke about harmonic resonance for the body, the mind, and the planet to be 10 hertz. That's pulling you out of harmonic resonance, simply going outside and getting away from that energy, putting your feet in the ground, grounding into the magnetic power of the earth can help you to bring back into alignment. You don't even need a device. You simply need to get away from that environment. Fluorescent lights, other light fixtures, all of these things, a computer screen, a phone screen, all of these devices bring us out of that harmonic resonance, which is fine for short periods of time, but we need to make sure we're bringing ourselves back into alignment with planet Earth and uh, with nature. There was a lot there, but I hope that provides some color around really what I'm focused on with vibroacoustic technology and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and vibroacoustic healing and therapy. Yeah, no, no, that's great. I'd love to, I'd love to actually go deeper with you. Um, you mentioned something about the, the power outlets and do you know of any research or anything that indicates that if you leave your appliances plugged into the wall, that that actually leaks out more electricity that, that maybe it's better if we unplug all of our appliances um, instead of just leaving them plugged in all the time? So I can tell you that absolutely unplugging, there's no doubt, right? Now, if that, if that appliance is sound, right? In other words, it's a newer product, it's sealed, the copper wiring is covered, these types of things, right? Separate field of study for me is electromagnetic fields and EMF and EMF radiation, right? Um, I'm not as tied and I talk with them and I consult with a few people that can like they come in and they assess your entire house and they come in with a really sensitive uh, equipment that they test all of that. I do have a trimeter, uh, which tests that. And, um, and I do test my environments on a regular basis, especially moving around in the RV. <laughs> it's actually quite comical. We would, we would get into a new place and I would immediately do a sweep outside the RV with my meter <laughs> because high tension wires and who knows what you're sitting on. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a house on wheels so I can move. Like, why not put myself in a great environment? I find I sleep much better in those mm-hmm. environments. Um, so only if it's an older appliance, I think, does that hold true? But in general, if something is unplugged, that outlet is no longer emitting electricity mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. staying in the closed circuit of the house. Um, assuming you don't have what they call dirty electricity right. or dirty wiring. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would think, again, I'm not the expert on that front, but I would think, yes, unplugging an appliance is going to be better than plugging in or leaving it plugged in over time. Mm-hmm. Um, houses now that are really conscious and hip to this are actually designing breakers for each room that sit next to the light switch. So you can actually turn all the power off in a particular room. So it's not even traveling through the wiring in the walls and creating any type of electromagnetic wow. energy for you really interesting when they come through and they do assessments they actually assess the wall that you sleep against where your bed is Mm -hmm. Um, and they recommend sleeping in uh as little electromagnetic energy as possible putting your phone in airplane mode turning off your wi-fi in the house uh kind of best practices not sleeping with biometrics or apple watches or any bluetooth Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. near you as well and test i find i sleep way better when all my devices are on the other side of the RV and they're in airplane mode and my Wi-Fi is off uh, in the, in the house um, yeah. and you'll probably find that you do also. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought up the, the term dirty electricity because that's exactly what that stuff is. 
And it's, you know, we're basically, we're living in a Wi-Fi now about to be a 5G field, you know, a bubble basically. And we're surrounded by this stuff. So we have to develop strategies and best practices to protect ourselves from it, to discharge it from our field. So to push it off our actual auric field, because that's where it gets all gunked up. And then we feel super gunked up and we just feel... Um, you know, kind of what that example that you made about the appliances having 60 hertz versus, you know, an optimum, uh, the way that I look at it, it's like your vibration is supposed to be calibrating or running at a particular rate of frequency, right? It's supposed to be, supposed to be running at a particular, a particular speed. And so if you're surrounded by all these lower vibrating energies, then it's going to, it's going to drain your energy, but it's going to drop that, that, that frequency rate. So you're not actually going to be able to perform at an optimal speed that you're capable of. Um, and you know, there's so many different examples we could go in just in the house, but you know, just that particular idea I think is really important for people to understand because they may not understand the, the implications of how this stuff is affecting their body on a daily basis. On all fronts, you nailed it, right? There's two things that come up. So the first is that on all fronts, our body finds homeostasis. Our body finds balance in every environment that we put it in. Right. Mm -hmm. And for short periods of time, that's okay. When you do it for long periods of time, you begin to develop chronic issues, right? Uh Chronic symptoms, chronic inflammation, chronic pain, chronic whatever. And um, for short periods of time, though, the body can sustain quite a bit. I know many of us know what it's like to go through large amounts of trauma in a short period of time and still come out on the other side almost unscathed, right? Um, You brought up something really interesting for me, and that is, you know, yeah, 5G which, by the way, is exceptionally scary. Right? We don't need to make this about 5G, do the research. Um, it's, it's actually quite horrifying what these cell signals actually do to the body. Now, as I sit here wearing my Apple Watch with my AirPods in my pocket and uh, on my cell phone with an iPad and a MacBook as part of my regular workstation, I'm not going to sit here. Remember, I practice what I preach. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, don't use these devices, okay? I have one on my wrist all day, every day. And I'll tell you why, if we can talk about that. Absolutely. It comes down to detoxifying the body. Exactly as you just said, right? All of these things are here. Now, there are definitely things that we can do to limit ourselves. But even now, as I sit underneath a light post, okay, what we're going to notice and what's so dangerous about 5G is that in any one geographical area, especially big cities, cell towers are typically somewhere within a a very close proximity, but there's somewhere within a mile radius, two mile, maybe three mile radius of you, right? If you're lucky enough to live next door to one of these, you might be in a little closer proximity, but at any given time, especially as you're moving around, you're within about a mile or two or three from that one particular cell site. Now, as you get closer to these cell towers and these antennas, the radiation becomes exponentially stronger. And this is really important, okay? By simply removing the cell phone from your ear, even an inch, two inches, or three inches, the radiation to the body falls off exponentially, such that three inches away, you're looking at less than more than a 99% reduction in the electromagnetic field or the radiation that is created. Three inches, a 99% reduction, okay? So that's tremendous. So proximity matters. Even now, my cell phone is, call it two feet from my face, way better than having it against my body 
put in a bra strap. Ladies, it drives me crazy when I see women having their phone in their bra strap or at the gym. They have it attached to their pocket or gentlemen, you keep it in your front pocket or worse yet, they'll keep it in their chest right over their heart. One of the, get your cell phone off your body. And it's one of the things that I love about this watch. This does not have the cell connectivity. It only has Bluetooth, which is a much lower level energy discharge and radio discharge than the cell phone. And what I find is that since I'm getting my messages on my phone, on my watch, I have my phone further away from me more often, right? So for me, it's a plus so far. I enjoy having, uh, getting my messages here because I find my cell phone is further away from me. The other thing that you brought up is that it's all about detoxification and it's all about giving the body a time to break, which is why for me, it's really important at night when I'm sleeping, I got six to eight hours of disconnectivity. I'm disconnected. Uh, my cell phone is off. It's in airplane mode, which is better for your quality night's sleep unless you've got kids or something that needs to wake you up. Put it in airplane mode and give yourself a break. Allow your body to sleep and focus on regeneration, right? Un- uninterrupted. Um, I turn off the Wi-Fi in my house. As I mentioned already, I take off the Apple Watch. I keep the AirPods over there and I give my body a break. And then... I think from a diet and nutritional standpoint, it's really important that we make sure we cleanse and we detoxify on a regular basis because as As we walk walk through life, we are exposed to many toxic environments and we don't know what that looks like. Look, I just told you I like to work from hotel lobbies, right? (laughs) Who knows the cleaning products that they use in these hotel lobbies? Right. So I know I'm being exposed to cleaning products and vapors and toxins that my body either absorbs, assimilates, or eliminates. And I think that's really important because, from a nutritional standpoint, it used to be you are what you eat. Mm-hmm. And I would challenge that it's actually you are what you absorb. Yeah. Because everything you put in your mouth or breathe in, you either assimilate in your body, absorb, or eliminate out of your body. And, uh, uh, I think you, you really nailed it. What do we do to cleanse and detoxify? And that mm-hmm. becomes a big part of my health and wellness practice. And I know it's a big part of yours too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And there's a lot of different ways that you can start to discharge these dissonant frequencies. One of the things that I've talked about for many, many years is how important it is to get in bodies of water, naturally occurring water, cold plunging, getting into the river, getting into the ocean, Um, Even cold showers every single morning are highly effective because they basically reset your nervous system. They down, they, they, they upregulate the sympathetic nervous system, which is what you want in the morning, but they also have a a modulating effect as well. And they can help to push off some of that, that dirty electricity, assuming you have like a really good filter or something. That's a really great way to do it in the morning. But when you're, you know, depending on where you're at in the world, getting into the river, getting into the water every day, like that will completely discharge those frequencies and clean off your bio field or your auric field. Um, That practice is so important. Getting back into nature, getting connected with the soil, um, doing those things that we used to do, um, you know, not that long ago, but before, before really the advent of, of, of industry and just, just doing those, doing those basic common sense practices. Um, there's so many different things that we could talk about in that, that particular front, but just the idea that we need to cleanse and detox, not only our physical body, but we need to do that for our 
energy body, our electric body, and just being aware of the implications of being surrounded by these fields and also what 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 modalities using sound vibrations using um, music medicine music therapy can also help to harmonize our field because it's not just what's being imprinted and, and imposed upon us but it's also how can we generate the defenses from within us to also harmonize our our cellular matrix to harmonize our our body and our field so we're 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 not as susceptible because we're not getting away from this stuff, right? We're not going to get away from it. So we have to develop invincible immunity from all fronts, um, which I'm interested um, in the inclusion of, of, you know, the vibroacoustic perspective. Sure. So look, there's lots of different things that we can do to help bring our vibration back into harmonic resonance. And you can do it using sound and vibration. Look, you can take a Bluetooth speaker okay or 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 a speaker that you plug into you don't need a sound table you don't need my technology look i'm the I'm the biggest proponent of what i do and i'm a huge believer in it i also know that it's an investment it's twenty five hundred dollars for the practitioner it's forty four hundred dollars for the vibroacoustic sound lounge the vassal series one and look they are fantastic investments i've got a 30-day money-back guarantee i've never taken one back okay i'm proud about that and uh but that said you take a Bluetooth speaker and you put on some soothing music that you can find on YouTube. Guys, you don't need to make a large investment to find the value of music. AirPods will work. And there are plenty of resources where you can find even paid solutions like Sync Tuition, right? You might have some favorites, revolutioner.com, right? Um, Calm, head, Headspace, right? All of these different environments, it's it's never been easier to gain access to a guided meditation that you like or some type of music that is going to help the mind to relax and distract the mind. Mm. Um, vibroacoustics and vibration becomes an upgrade from that, mm-hmm. right? So when you lay on a sound lounge or when you go, look, even in your local city, first of all, you can go on holistichealthscience.com and you can actually find where there's a vibroacoustic practitioner near you. However, in your local city, I guarantee you, if you search sound healing or sound bath, you will find a yoga studio or a community center nearby that is offering an acoustic version of my sound lounge, right? Crystal bowls, tuning forks, didgeridoos, right? Harp, players. These are all people that use acoustic instruments to deliver frequency to the body that helps to bring us back into harmonic resonance. And what these tools do is they pound the body with a tactile stimulation. And I think this is really interesting also. Right now, my voice, how are you interpreting my voice? Well, my larynx is creating a vibration. That vibration is hitting air molecules until it gets to the microphone on my phone, where the cell phone is magically converting that into an electrical signal, sending it to your device where you're watching it, where it's projected out of a speaker in the same in the same sequence, and those air molecules are being contacted until it hits your ear, where your brain is interpreting that into an electrical signal which is matching it to your eyes, which is looking at the screen, which says Craig is now speaking, right? It's magic. What's actually happening for us to do this, okay? That's how we're used to and accustomed to interpreting sound. Well, when you're laying underneath a didgeridoo or you're laying underneath a crystal bowl or on a sound lounge, you're getting a tactile stimulation. 
So that same frequency is being translated into a physical, and uh, we have these mechanoreceptors in the surface of our skin. This is what allows you to feel a breeze as it moves across your arm. The mechanoreceptor is very sensitive. They're located right about in the hair follicle, and it interprets that same electrical signal as touch, tactile stimulation. So when you lay on a sound lounge, you're hearing the sounds with your ears. You're feeling those same frequencies with your body. It creates this three-dimensional, fully immersive sound experience mm-hmm. that the brain interprets as being fully encompassing. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, the body is being stimulated. It's almost the exact opposite of a deprivation tank or a float tank, right? In fact, the hashtag dry floating quite often because you don't have to get wet and it's a great solution for having a very similar effect. The body is so stimulated that it that's all encompassing. All of a sudden, you're not thinking about the day-to-day task list. You're not thinking about, I got to pick this, I got to do that, I got to go here, I got to get this done. And the body and the mind has a chance to relax and to drift into an alpha brainwave state, which by the way, helps with focus, mental clarity, creativity, right? Rejuvenation begins in an alpha brainwave state. So just drifting into this brainwave state for a few minutes every day gives our body the ability to break that the mind needs to begin to organize our virtual desk and to uh, have a little bit of clarity around what's next and where we're going to go from here. Mm-hmm. That's some of the things that help us to bring us back into harmonic mm-hmm. resonance. That that was extremely well put. Great, great, um, great breakdown of how these technologies, these these natural technologies, things that we've been accustomed to throughout history, but now have been put into certain modalities, certain instruments that we're all familiar with or can get familiar with. The didgeridoo is a pretty powerful one. I've had some really interesting experiences, especially under the influence of certain um, uh, certain plant substances that have been very, very powerful. And so I'd love to take some time to talk a little bit about that with you and altered states yeah. of consciousness. Obviously, we're talking about something with sound vibrations that can create an altered state of consciousness, especially through the mindfulness practice, breath work. You can absolutely create altered states of perception that way not necessarily as dramatic and without the visuals as like a plant plant medicines of different different variations but um creating an altered state of awareness an altered state of feeling an altered state of perception can be achieved through many different modalities but i'd love to kind of just dive into plant medicines with you for a little bit because i know that you have a lot of experience with it as do i and um i'd love to get your take on that Totally. So look, the uh, one, one last thought that came, go to the symphony, right? You're talking about the didgeridoo, which is one of the oldest vibrational instruments on the planet, actually. Um, Australian uh, uh, locals to, uh, to Australia have been using the didgeridoo, which is a long pipe, you vibrate, right? But look at newer versions, brass versions of that, the trumpet, the trombone, right? Go to the symphony in your local community and sit as close to the front as you can, and you'll get that experience. Uh, EPEC is a uh, 25-year first chair violinist. So she plays the violin, right? The bass, the cello. These are all incredible instruments, and you'll feel that vibration. Um, and, and you hit that, the nail on the head. Look, all of these experiences create altered states of, of consciousness, right? Um, drifting into a meditative state creates an altered state of consciousness. You're changing your brainwaves from beta to alpha, theta, or delta, right? or gamma, which is a higher wave, right? Um, Plant medicine is interesting, especially in this time, 
because there is so much to be learned from plants and their capabilities. Obviously, we're, we're probably many of your listeners are familiar with different plant medicines that come out of the Amazon. Um, I use essential oils on a regular basis, and, and I'll tell you, essential oils are plant medicine. Okay, there's a bill right now at the Senate floor about cannabis to actually reclassify cannabis as a Schedule Two or a Schedule Three. Okay, if this goes through in the Senate and several of the Democratic presidential nominees are backing this as well, we could see cannabis become legal again. We could see hemp become legal again and different cannabinoids that are plant medicines. We have receptors in the body and this is the nervous system that actually allow these plants to be absorbed into the body, either the limbic system or the endocannabinoid system. Really powerful, right? And then of course we've got higher, more potent plant medicines, right? Like uh, ayahuasca or DMT, dimethyltryptamine, okay? And it's important to understand when we talk about these plant medicines that you can very, you can very much recreate these experiences without the substance. And I think this is really interesting, right? Now, we have endogenous levels of DMT, dimethyltryptamine, in our bodies right now. And I explain it like this. If you've ever been, I sit here in Las Vegas where it's uh, 92 degrees outside going up to 104 today. And I think about um, if you've ever seen a movie where they're wandering through the desert, Spaceballs just came to, to mind, where they're wandering through the desert and all of a sudden they start to get delirious, right? You start to see things, okay? That is the body's way of taking you out of that physical experience because of trauma, right? And it does that by releasing an endogenous amount of DMT, dimethyltryptamine. Now, we can take an exogenous dose. We can either administer it through smoke or inhaling or ingesting, and we can induce those feelings just as you could by smoking cannabis or eating cannabis through an edible, right? And we begin to have an exogenous, the body begins to filter out that substance. And as it's filtering out that substance, we experience an altered state of well-being. And uh, I, if you're going to experiment with these substances, I highly recommend you do it with somebody that can help you, guide you. I, exper- I, would, I would hope that you do it through a very ceremonial way. Again, as I sit here in Las Vegas, I think about all the things that happen on the strip and all the different substances that people are ingesting, alcohol being one of the worst. But nonetheless, it's altering, it's altering your state of consciousness nonetheless. And there are many substances, legal and illicit, that you can use to take exogenously to change your altered state. And um, yeah, I've played and dabbled with a few of them. And I, it's one of my favorite things to do is to explore consciousness. And I do it in a very safe environment. I do it with angels that can help me, other humans that can look after me and take care of my body and make sure I don't come into harm's way. Um, so depending on the substance, depending on the dosage, um, you absolutely want to make sure that you have somebody that can look after you. There's a couple substances that I've tried that uh, literally take my entire being out of this body. And that's not something that you want to do lightly. That's not something that you don't want to do without several people to watch this body because without me guiding this body, who knows what it's going to do. Sometimes people just lay there and do nothing. Sometimes the body wants to move. Um, And uh, I tend to be pretty kinetic. I tend 
and then the people that are there watching can kind of tell me a little bit about it. So mm-hmm. there's a lot, there's a lot in that. Uh, and, and I'm happy to talk about any of it. Yep. No, that that's really great. And one of the things that I think is interesting to this conversation is all of my plant medicine experiences, which are, you know, not, not as vast as others, but I've definitely, I've, I've had experiences with almost all of the most notable ones that people would know about and some that people might not know so much about. Um, the most notable thing about all those experiences was the music application. And so when the default mode network in the brain is lowered, which is the filtration device from this, you know, our, our sensory system, we're, all, we're only able to take in a certain amount of data um, at a time because if we were taking in everything that's coming at us, then we would, we would just, you know, we would, we would overfry the circuits, right? So we have a certain filtration system built into our neurology that helps us filter and interface with the outside world. And so once that's, that's brought down, that filter's taken out, then we have access to our subconscious and unconscious data. And one of the things that's allowed me to, to move through all that in those very, very deep states is the music. I found the music actually is a carrier wave that has carried me through all the varying experiences that I've had being in an ayahuasca ceremony or doing 5-MeO-DMT um, or Iboga or what else, um, I mean, all the psilocybin journeys, I mean, just all of it, you know? You can even look to simpler experiences, right? Like working mm-hmm. with rape. Right? Uh, totally, um, yeah. Which is a tobacco-based snuff or um, uh, certainly psilocybin, right? Um, music becomes that key factor, and, and usually it's acoustic, Yeah. right? Usually it's somebody yeah. playing guitar or singing, Mm-hmm. Um, we're dropping into what they call Icarus, yep. which are yep. kind of ancient Icarus. And what's really interesting about that, um, there was a study that I read a long time ago. Um, and it's interesting because somebody on two people on either sides of the planet Earth went into the same medicine journey on the same substance at the same time. And they were each given a random string of 20 numbers. This person had a random string of 20 numbers. And this person had a random string of 20 numbers. And they went in with the intention of connecting in that alternate realm and exchanging the random string of 20 numbers. And over and over and over again, they were able to do that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Remarkable. Wow. You start to think about what that means for our unity consciousness and mm-hmm. connectedness, mm-hmm. right? And just dropping down that default mode and having the ability to, uh, the articular, uh, I forget the name of it right now, the other part of the brain. That the reticular activating system. Yes. Right. I love, yeah. I love mm-hmm. it. I love you. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and its ability to filter out what's consciously aware and what isn't and using these substances to drift in. Now, these substances help us to cleanse. They help us to clean. They help us to clear. You mentioned some big ones, okay? 5-MeO-DMT is that rocket ship that will take you clear out of your body. And you better have angels that can help you because it's a 20, 25-minute journey and you need to look after this body, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Oboga. Mm-hmm. 18 to 36 hours of a powerful cleanse resets the immune system and really resets so many of the of the bodily functions in the nervous system again you want to have a medical practitioner yeah. with you that's yeah. monitoring your Absolutely. body these are not substances that we're talking lightly about this is not smoking a joint and enjoying yeah. some cannabis recreationally on a friday night right um, these are major experiences that uh that are also need to be integrated 
And I think exactly. that's a really powerful part of, of the process. Yeah. It's one thing to have the experience and it can be enjoyable and they can be quite unenjoyable at times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As I'm sure you can tell. <laughs> yes, you know, very much. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the power. I mean, a Cambo, right? Working with Cambo. Yep, that's another one. Mm-hmm. Not pleasant from what I've heard. I haven't actually worked with that medicine myself. I've seen it and it's not pleasant. It's mm-hmm. 20, 30 minutes and it's very, very much unpleasant. And you come out of it feeling cleansed and powerful and recharged, right? Integration becomes the most important part of that process. Yeah. And uh, if you're going to start to work with some of these substances and these experiences, make sure you're working with somebody, I'll say it again, make sure you're working with somebody that can really help you through the entire process beginning prepping for it, prepping the body for the experience, the actual experience itself, and then integrating that experience after. And, you know, these aren't substances you work with every day. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is not, after a 5-MeO DMT experience, you're not like, let's go again. Yeah. You're actually like, Whoa. I, need to, I need to let this settle in. And it could take six months to a year for you Absolutely. to integrate that experience. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um very powerful, very, very powerful indeed. Yeah, and, and the key the key that you said is integration. You can say that about anything that we do, any powerful modalities, any personal development modalities, anything whatsoever is integrating the experience, integrating the lessons, integrating the teachings. And then that becomes the the real work, right? Is is the integration and the the patience and the 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 um, precision the refinement to actually integrate what came up and what came through, through journaling and meditation. But I find like through music in particular is one of my main integration points, that in movement, working out, just all these different things to be in my body. And a lot of it's nonlinear. A lot of it's not logical. A lot of it's just more energetic and vibrational based. So I'm, I'm attuning my, my physical body to expand its capacity as a normal state of being because when you're in those experiences um even when you have a heightened peak experience in any particular way that it comes through um it can be short-lived and and you can keep chasing the associated button that created the peak experience so instead of doing that being dependent on something we can become interdependent by by accessing more capacity within ourselves through doing a lot of the things that we've already talked about, excluding plant medicines or including them in their appropriate um, application, you know, but, but the integration and however one does that is ultimately like really the access point for greater potential. I I'm reminded as you're speaking about this, right? You, you talk about music and its power and you simply put your hand on your, your sternum as you're speaking. Mm right and you can feel the vibration of your voice and i think of just letting off a nice hum right i mean look you get into the spiritual community we talk about oming and its power (laughs) yeah right but just letting off you feel the vibrations throughout your skull your nasal cavity right when you're stuffed up and congested believe it or not it can be as simple as humming to break up the mucous membrane and nobody thinks about that right go to a sound hero that might be able to help you with a particular vibration but if you don't have access to that simply hum and it doesn't matter what you hum Uh find find a tune that works for you and a vibration that you like and stick with it right you know what feels good in your own body yeah Mm -hmm. 
I'm always making noise since I was a kid. My mom would always laugh at me because she'd always be like, stop making noise. And now I realize what I know of making noise and sound and its power on the body is it's a very natural way to bring yourself back into harmonic resonance mm-hmm. with the harmony mm. and just hold a hum and, buy, and fluctuate the frequency until you find something that you like. Yeah. That's finding a frequency that you resonate with or you harmonize with that you enjoy and sit there and hum for a little while. Sometimes I hum while I work. Sometimes I whistle. Most of the time now I'm trying to actually hum more because mm. of the power that I know it has. You mm. want to take it a step further and you can start to sing and tone. I love it when people come together. I've been, I love, I love hugging, right? And the power of the hug and the oxytocin yeah. release that happens after 15 or 20 seconds of hugging mm. another human being and taking a few breaths together and what that feels like and then humming. Sometimes I'll just start humming and the power of my chest cavity against another chest cavity humming and coming into harmonic resonance with one another, even if it's a chuckle or a laugh, like a, <laughs> yeah, feels so good. Mm. So good. Mm-hmm. You know, all this stuff starts to yeah. come up. I love it in our conversations. Absolutely. Now this has been absolutely amazing. And this is a great point to, to conclude here. We've talked about so many different things and, um, where, where can people get access to your work, to your, your, your technology, to the different things that you're, you're offering and educating on? I appreciate that. The easiest way to find me is through goldzulu.com, which is my parent company that I share with my wife. Basically encapsulates everything. It's G O L D Z U L U, goldzulu.com. And from there, you can link to nutrition, you can get a consultation. I offer free consultations. If anybody wants to speak with me directly, there's a phone number right on that site. It rings straight to my iPhone. You can literally call me anytime you'd like. And I'd be very happy to talk with you about anything that we mentioned today and then some uh, holistichealthscience.com, of course. And you'll find links on goldzulu.com to all of that as well. This contact information is at the top, so if you want to send me an email, if it's better for you in writing, you can, of course, reach out to me on all the socials. Team Gold Zulu is our hashtag on Instagram and Facebook as well. And uh, please, if you're watching this feed, you're friends with Ronnie, you're friends with me, send me a meeting, send me a friend request and a, and a message. Just let me know where you found me, and, um, and let's connect. Thank you, Ronnie. I appreciate mm. you and your audience. Thank you. Awesome. I appreciate you too, Craig. This has been an absolute pleasure. Um, Some incredible content, incredible rabbit holes that we got to dive into. Really grateful for that. And uh, thanks for coming on. My pleasure, brother. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this fascinating episode of the Holistic Health and Human Potential show. Before you head off, I want to invite you to go to my website for further podcast episodes and tons of free content on holistic health, natural nutrition, and human potential. Please go to www.ronnylandis.net to find out how to take your health and your life to the next level. And also, I want to encourage you to leave a five-star review for this podcast on our iTunes page, which will help me in my mission to get these inspiring messages to millions of people throughout the world. 
I thank you so much for your support, and I look forward to continuing to provide amazing conversations and content on holistic health and human potential.